BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing the perils of investing apps, pandemic pay raises, and making millions on Fiverr. Right, Joel, this is our Friday Flight episode where every week we tackle a few of our favorite headlines that we saw come across our phone screens or computer screens. But there are stories that specifically have to do with our personal finances, our money. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, you've got some news that you want to share, right? Yeah, I do. So... Uh, better not back out. I thought you were going to share it. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, not everybody knows this, but I have, for the longest time, I've worked in radio, right? And for, for over 14 years. And my day job was working as a producer on the Clark Howard radio show. And Clark is a dear friend, and he uh, has been creating personal finance money content for 
over 30 years now, and he's done an amazing job in the space. The dude is just brilliant beyond belief. And as of uh, this past week, I am no longer working for Clark anymore. And uh, <laughs> exciting. It's bittersweet. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's bittersweet. But it's something that you've been working towards, you know, for the past couple of years now, as we've sort of been like, oh, is this something that we can do? Like, is the show, is How to Money something that's going to be legit? Right. Uh, and it's something that, I mean, that I've worked towards more gradually, I guess, being able to kind of taper off my work. But for you, it's it's been, it's either on or it's off, right? It's like it's, we knew that for you, we were going to come to a point in time where things were going to look very different for you. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and for you, I mean, that change has happened um, a little more quickly than you thought it was going to because oh, of yeah. the pandemic too, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, wedding photography was uh, on a it's steep like, demise. Yeah, oh, yeah. The timing, uh, honestly, could not have been more perfect <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for us to kind of ramp up the show, start actually, I mean, let's be honest here, we're, we're starting to make income, you know, from the show through advertising. That's how it is that we're able to generate some income from the show. And so we actually started doing that last year for the first time and it's like oh wow this is something that it's not just a side hustle that you and I are interested in it's something that's a little more legit not just a labor of love although it still is yes. a labor of love yeah we're, we're actually yeah able to feed our families based on this podcast yeah <laughs> and so yeah one I want to say big thanks to our listeners for supporting the podcast by listening uh, by being a part of the community two I want to say thank you to Clark and all the people I worked with over there because you know my money education and uh, you know my my interest in personal finance really started over there. That and, was it. That's right. And it was honed in those 14 years. And so yeah, big thanks to Clark and everything that he's done for me and my family over the years. And yeah, I'm looking forward to be being able to go all in essentially on how to money the rest of this year and we, decades hopefully moving forward. So <laughs> whoa, 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 decades. I didn't, I'm not sure if I signed up for that, buddy. Oh, you didn't you didn't see the paper I made you sign? No, you're 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 uh, signed up for at least two decades. Was that longer. like a point you like slid in there after the fact? You're like, yeah, actually there was a quick revision. Just go ahead and sign this. I made you sign one of those like Patrick Mahomes contracts, man. It's like 10 years long. So <laughs> to clarify, you and I don't have contracts that we <laughs> yeah <laughs> that we force each other to sign. But back to your first point, which was thanks to all of our listeners out there. Yeah, I, I want to say that as well. We could not do the show without all of you. Uh, and again, yeah, now that we're kind of going all in, we want to make sure that you know that we're thankful <laughs> for, <laughs> for you guys. Don't go anywhere, please. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely excited, man. I know, yeah, you're going to miss you know kind of working with some of those legends over there in the radio space. But uh, I'm here. Baby, <laughs> my arms are wide open. <laughs> You're the new legend, buddy. New legend. <laughs> I am excited for the future of, of How to Money for sure, man. Me too, man. Me yeah. too. All right. Yeah. So now that we got that out of the way, Matt, let's get on to the Friday flight. Let's talk about the, the financial stories we found interesting this week. Of course, I want to start this week off with a little nod to Costco. <laughs> they just announced that per usual, they sold 101 million rotisserie chickens last year <laughs> and 151 million hot dog soda combos. And uh, I, I got to say, my family, we definitely bought our fair share of both last year barf <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is i don't understand i mean a lot of costcos they didn't have in-store seating when it came to the food court and so what were you like would you guys get your food and then just like walk around like you're at a like at a carnival or a fair or something <laughs> like that no because you had to have your mask on inside so we would literally go in and buy it we would walk outside and like, like hang out outside find a, a spot to, to sit outside and eat our hot dogs <laughs> oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> that's about as nerdy as it gets I guess that does explain it a little bit. Uh, well, speaking of deals, man, President's Day uh, is coming up, right? And just a quick reminder that there are President's Day sales coming up as well. This is always one of the uh, the best times of year to buy a mattress, specifically, uh, but furniture or even winter clothing as well. You know, it can be really helpful to take advantage of seasonal sales. You know, buying a jacket now for next winter, for instance, makes a lot more sense than waiting until that first cold snap later in 2021. Uh, you'll, you know, at that point, you'll pay full price when instead 
instead you can save 50 to maybe even 70 percent now uh, i'm definitely going to take this opportunity to stock up on my long johns again make sure I'm <laughs> set for next winter hey this is the time they're trying to like clear those clear those uh 2020 model long johns out you know making room for the fancy new 2021 model so i've got my natural my gray and my black <laughs> like those i got my three sets that's all you need really i need two of every set now though oh, okay yeah. all right well, make it happen. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. And, and two, I found this story fascinating, Matt. Many of those deals, of course, that people are going to find for President's Day are online. And there was an interesting story about who's doing the most online shopping these days. It turns out that older Americans are, are taking to online shopping like a duck to water. Ooh. Yeah. The Washington Post uh, reports that the fastest growing category of e-commerce shoppers is people 65 and older. Retirement age Americans started to gravitate to online shopping out of necessity, of course, during COVID. But apparently, they've stuck with it they like it they think it's pretty easy so uh, it's just kind of cool to see that shift i was just remarking to emily the other day that my dad is like a better texter than i am i think i told you that too <laughs> like he knows where to put the emojis and he's like and i don't know he, he knows all the the subtext with each emoji which ones to avoid yeah and i feel like his texting game has gotten so much better over the years and mine is still like weak like i, I just the thumbs up is like the only one emoji that i use <laughs> that's like my go-to and the uh, thumbs up and the uh, the strong the arm flex I, that's <laughs> yeah. the one i use a lot too i don't know i like that yeah so i mean just to see uh you know my parents become more technologically adept and it looks like that's the case for you know other people's parents too like people a in their in their 60s right they're they're getting with it when it comes to online shopping and e-commerce yeah a lot of boomers a lot of folks are taken to online shopping uh, but dude i had a tough time getting past in that story we'll make sure to, to link to it in our show notes but they'd interviewed somebody and he was talking about how their household of four how every month they start off with a 1200 dollars grocery order oh my gosh dude $1,200 for four people. Like, I, how do you actually do that? I mean, and, and they, he made it sound like that. He's I definitely mean, not shopping at Aldi. No. <laughs> he's definitely not planning out his meals. I'm like, what? I mean, I, it wouldn't be too difficult, I guess, to spend that money on, you know, you can spend your, your money on just really high quality meat, things like that. But even still, I'm just like, oh, that is so much stinking money for your first grocery run of the month. Like, yeah. he made it sound like that throughout the month, they also will go back to buy fresh veggies and milk, you know, meat, things like that, things that spoil, but that no matter what, there's always like a an initial first of the month $1,200 run which kind of blew my mind restock the pantry run oh my gosh yeah, that's out like, of control yeah I'm like how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's possible uh, let's talk about investing now let's talk about some financial tech uh, folks that use apps to trade stocks are evidently more likely to engage in risky in uh, what's called lottery type behavior according to a new study from some University of Indiana business school professors uh, which is really interesting man you know obviously we uh, yeah we haven't seen any of that around here yeah no, I don't Recently, know what they're talking like, about yeah. that, that doesn't apply <laughs> uh, we have consistently said that many of those apps that they're not bad but that they can be used poorly you know and, and often times they are used poorly they can encourage bad behavior when it comes to our investments it's true that some of the innovation that companies like m1 and Robinhood that, that they've created that they are good for consumers uh, and investors but using apps you know on our phone to trade stocks and ETFs can cause us to get a little too interested in investing and lead us towards making some foolish choices uh, when it comes to our investments and so I mean basically the, the more you trade the worse off your portfolio is going to be we've seen that time and time again and specifically given with GameStock and and AMC, uh, all the meme stocks out there. Yeah, I think you call them Game Stock, but that's right, man. Game Stock. <laughs> Is that Game what I said? Stonks. Um, Stonks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so true. And it's interesting, Matt. 
I feel like just like people might want to take a social media app completely off their phone in order to help them from engaging in social media too much, from wasting too much time during the day. If it's on there, you're going to use it, right? It's almost impossible to avoid. And so deleting it altogether is, is probably the best course of action. I think the same thing might be true for some of these investing apps that are on your phone. It's again, not that it's not good, but maybe you say, I'm only going to check this out on my desktop because if it's on my phone i'm going to be tempted to look at it three four five times a day yeah and really like you need to be looking at your investments once a month like once a quarter <laughs> you know like we would say the more you avoid it the better off you're going to be not the more you're engaged in it essentially yeah absolutely hey, setting limits for yourself in my case i actually so i've got a robin hood account i do not have the app on my phone uh for that reason yeah you know if there's something i want to invest in uh it's going to take me sitting down to the computer it's going to you know i'm going to have to lo- log in that way I'm, i don't just get to pull my phone out of my pocket, you know, hit the app, and then make some ill-advised moves based on emotion. I, yeah. I'm going to keep myself from doing that. You don't want to do that on the fly. No. You want to put some thought into it. And also, too, the more that you trade, the more likely you are to trigger taxable events inside of a brokerage account, right? The tax code is far more favorable if you hold an asset for at least a year. You're going to pay taxes on gains at the more favorable capital gains tax rate instead of at your income tax rate. But if you hold a stock only for a few days, weeks, or or even a few months, not only are you engaging in riskier investing behavior, but you're likely to get a bigger tax bill on those gains too. The Wall Street Journal, Matt, actually profiled a Robinhood trader who just got his 1099, and it's uh, confusing, he said, and it's also 34 pages long. (laughs) And so he's like, I think I'm going to need to hire someone to do my taxes this year. Pages and pages of all of his buys and sells. Right. It's like, oh, this is a mess. I need some some help now. And I think like those are are a number of reasons that uh, why we suggest keeping things simple when it comes to investing. I think I'd be overwhelmed if I got a 34-page 1099 too. I want a 34-page <laughs> anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> Except for a book that I want to read. You right. Know? And on the note of taxes, uh, with tax season upon us, a lot of folks might be wondering if the stimulus checks that they've received are taxable. Uh, well, good news, they are not. So there's nothing else you need to do if you received those payments. Uh, but now for the bad news. Unemployment or jobless benefits are federally taxed. And so hopefully when you signed up for your unemployment, you chose to have taxes deducted. Uh, Or uh, if you didn't choose that, you've been setting money aside for taxes. But you can expect to receive a 1099-G, which will list out all of your unemployment income. And you'll need to report that number uh, when it does come time for you to file your taxes. All right. Taxes stink. Let's not talk about them anymore. Let's move on to something else. Maybe uh, some better news that we saw this week. Yeah. Kroger and Target are joining the ranks of companies like Aldi, Dollar General, Trader Joe's, Chobani. Is that how you say it? I always forget. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Okay. Chobani. Uh, (laughs) They're going to all pay their employees to get a COVID shot. Kroger is giving employees 100 bucks to get vaccinated and Target's offering up the four hours of pay so that employees can get their vaccine shots plus a free lift ride to and from. Yeah, right? I feel like the, you know a, a free ride like that, like that's kind of the cherry on top. Like that's what it's like. You know what? I wasn't going to do this, but oh, free lift ride. Yeah. It's like, all right, sure. <laughs> oh, someone's going to pick me up and take me there. Cool. Seems, seems special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think like man, everything in economics revolves around incentives. Like we do things based on certain incentives, and the more we can incentivize people to get their COVID vaccination, um, it's, and you know these employers that are doing it, I just applaud it because that's going to help us get there more quickly. 
quickly, right? Um, get to the point where we have enough of people nationwide vaccinated. It's great for these employees. It's great for the customers of those stores. And it's just great for our country as a whole. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great for science too, right? <laughs> right. You know, and uh, if you want to be a part of helping another new vaccine get approved while making some extra money, it might make sense to join a clinical trial. I was talking to my neighbor. He's an infectious disease doctor. And he's like, hey, dude, uh, you might be interested if you get the shot, <laughs> you'll get paid money. <laughs> and so I got the details from him. And Novavax here in Atlanta is paying participants to get a shot. Uh, it could be the actual vaccine, but it could also be a placebo. And then they are compensating folks $125 per visit. There are multiple visits after that where you'd go in and you know they'll ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, and you'll continue to get paid, though, up to $1,700. Wow. That's, uh, that's legit money right there. And so it, it does vary depending on the city uh, and whether or not Novavax is running a, a trial near where you live. But you can find more information or sign up for some of those trials or, or look into those studies at preventcovid.org. Yeah, put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. All right, we got some more stories we need to get to, including, of course, the ludicrous headline of the week. And it's truly ludicrous this week. I gotta, I gotta say, I read it. I almost cried uh, with tears of anger, though. Tears of anger. <laughs> we'll get to that and more right after this break. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified, expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right, we are back from the break, Angel, and it is time for our ludicrous headline of the week. Uh, this week, we have a headline from Fortune Magazine, which I feel like they should have to rename their magazine <laughs> after this headline, but... Here's how you don't get a Fortune Yes, magazine. seriously. So the title of this article was, Financial Sacrilege. Saving for retirement could be a mistake for 20 and 30-somethings. Dude. <laughs> what? Yes. Basically, it's so dumb they're, they're to save for retirement yeah, in your 20s and 30s. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you should wait until you're 40 years old before you start saving for retirement. So the, the, the piece was basically based on a study from the, the National Bureau of Economic Research. Uh, and that paper took into account what the authors called the, quote unquote, total life satisfaction. Uh, basically, the, the authors were saying that cash-strapped you know, 20-something-year-olds who are likely to see their wages you know, go up in the future, should prioritize enjoying life now over investing those, those precious few dollars that they have for their futures. You know, Count on the fact that your salary is going to go up you know, through the roof 20 years from now before you start <laughs> investing. Instead, take all that money now and just blow it. Exactly. Great advice. That's wonderful advice. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know why we're still creating this show. When Let's that, just leave it to fortune. When advice like that is out there, you know? And I think, Matt, how do money listeners know that saving money and enjoying life are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you, you don't forfeit the good life by saving and investing now. 
You can do both at the same time, right? Yes. Like you can walk and chew gum. You can uh, save for your retirement and have some good times uh, while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, then on the flip side of it as well, do they think that once you hit 40 that you no longer want to have fun? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess now you have the disposable income is what they're saying. You well, know? to invest like crazy and then also have fun. I mean, you, you got to have balance. And that's what we talk about on the show. There, there are ways to do both. Like you said, uh, we want you to have your cake and eat it too. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was first coming out of college and part-time job or even then my first full-time job and the salaries were abysmal <laughs> and like for a while I was working two jobs right in order to to make ends meet and also try to be able to meet some of my savings goals but I'm so glad that I started saving early. Like I would never ever go back to my younger self and be like, ah, it's not worth it. Don't yeah. do it. You know, <laughs> because I've seen the benefits pay off over, over the last decade and a half. Right. And obviously you can't afford everything out there, right. That, that might bring you some happiness, but that's true again. Like you were talking about Matt, no matter what age and income level you're at. Right. Yeah. There's always going to be something. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we have to disagree with the authors of this study that they're probably fancy people working at the national Bureau of <laughs> Economic <laughs> Research. They're fancier than we are, but I gotta say, we're not with you on this. Uh, you should start saving early on in your in your career. Uh, if you wait until you're two decades into your working career, at that point, you will have missed out on a huge opportunity to build wealth for yourself and to get those compounding returns that are oh so crucial in those early years, Matt. And, and I know, too, a lot of our friends who are in the FIRE movement would say, we're retired by 40. <laughs> like We've yes. been saving so diligently for those first 15 to 20 years that we don't have to save anymore. Now we can be done working if we want to be. So I don't know. That just seems like really poor advice. And I don't know how that paper became a thing. And so that is why that is the ludicrous headline of the week. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and put some numbers to this whole idea, right? You mentioned compounding interest and I ran the numbers. And if you start contributing to a Roth IRA at age 20, uh, right? So they said basically to not invest from, you know, in your 20s and 30s. Instead, wait until you're 40. But what if you took the exact opposite approach? Yes. If you <laughs> took the exact opposite approach and invested every year for your, throughout your 20s and 30s. And, and not even in brokerage accounts too, but just maxing out your Roth IRA. We're talking $6,000 a year. At the end of those 20 years, by the time you're 40, you're going to have $246,000 saved up. But here's the thing. If you stop contributing at that point altogether and you no longer save any additional money, but then you allow that money to compound until you're 65 years old, you're going to have $1.3 million at age 65. There you go. Right? 1.3. So remember that number. And so that's for the early investor. Uh, now, for the live life now, invest later investor, if that person were to start maxing out a Roth IRA at age 40 and contribute all the way from age 40 until 65 years old, they're only going to have $380,000 at age 65. In order to uh, reach the same amount of savings, that $1.3 million, they would have to triple their contributions every single year in order to get anywhere near that $1.3 million. Yeah. And so ultimately, in the end, they would have had to save way more money to have the same amount by age 65. I don't know about you, but I would rather take the uh, the low and slow approach. You know, Let's start investing as soon as you can, as soon oh. as, it, as it's possible. Oh, and I think you do know about me. <laughs> I think you know I'm in that same boat with you. You're, you're all about it too, man. But I, we wanted to point out, though, how important it is to get investing early. It's not going to feel like you're moving the needle much, but we want you to get investing uh, as early as you can. Yeah, those small steps early on have an outsized impact um, by the time you're 65, uh, by the time you're hitting that age in which you don't want to work anymore. Most of. Yeah. So if you 
or a How to Money listener and you see a headline that's you know on this level of ludicrous, please send it our way. We'll, we'll try to feature it in a future episode. Yes. All right. Uh, let's go on to a couple more stories, though, Matt. Let's talk about the economy and the job market. The economy continues to do well despite the effects of COVID. There's a, a new survey that we saw this week from Skynova that highlighted the fact that many who lost their job earlier on in the pandemic have actually found themselves now in a higher paying job. That survey actually found that 65% of people who lost their job but continued looking for work had been able to land a job that paid more than the place where they were previously at, than their previous job. And in fact, employees who were laid off and then hired into new jobs averaged a 16% salary increase. So, I mean, even though things are, are shaky in some sectors of the economy, the job market is still bright for a whole lot of people. And I just wanted to encourage people out there. Um, there was a, a thread just yesterday in our in our Facebook group where a guy was like, I'm kind of tired of my job. And he asked all of our listeners, like, what, what do you do? And do you like it or not? And there was this like, 100 plus comments in there, people telling each other what they do and whether or not they love their job. And it was like really fun to watch. Uh, maybe you can gain some inspiration from that thread. Yeah. But you might be seeing some headlines about unemployment and the job market. But I will say, in many cases, people are finding great work uh, and getting paid more by moving to another sector or taking a new job. So don't have a defeatist attitude. Start looking, you might find something better that's going to end up paying you more too. Yeah, that's right, man. And, and some of those struggling sectors as well are starting to experience a meaningful recovery as well. You know, like I don't want to be too optimistic, but it, it certainly does feel like the kind of kind of like the beginning of the end of COVID, doesn't it? Uh, it? It feels like that. It's so hard to actually like say that out loud with yeah, words. But yeah, it feels I'm like sure that. folks are like, dude, don't jinx it. But yeah. like you, you see the massive decrease of uh, new reported cases of COVID. And it's certainly encouraging to me. But uh, dude, anecdotally, we were talking to a local brewery owner here in Atlanta. And he was dude, he was really happy with where things stand with his business right now. And he mentioned that you know, 2021 could, could be their best year yet. Uh, we certainly hope so. We love that brewery. And a recent article in USA Today mentioned how many hotels are starting to see guests return. And they're starting to do more hiring, especially for temporary workers. That's a, a good sign of things to come in the job market uh, and for the economy as a whole. Hopefully, these really hard-hit sectors uh, in business will start to see a renaissance of interest as we, we quickly vaccinate huge swaths of our nation, as temperatures increase, as we're able to spend less time indoors. In our case, you know, we stare face-to-face. <laughs> but uh, but we've been uh, potting. We've been cohorting this entire time. Man, you got to have your COVID pod. Yeah. You know, like, and, uh, Could you, you imagine? Like, what if you, you sure hope you chose the right people at the beginning of it, too, by the way. <laughs> what if you didn't? Man, it's tough. That's, that's true. <laughs> but we chose, we chose well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get on to, like, pay. We're talking about employment, but let's talk about pay too. There's been political talk when it comes to raising the minimum wage, but uh, and we don't want to comment on the political situation. I don't really care about that as much, but let's get nerdy for a minute and talk about efficiency wage theory. Ooh. This is an idea by economists that when you increase wages to above market rates, that those increases actually pay for themselves through higher employee retention, worker motivation, and productivity. And the Wall Street Journal actually cited uh, several studies that support this theory recently as individual companies have experimented as they've sought to make their companies more successful. And this makes sense. Like, who doesn't like seeing that they received a pay raise? And maybe it motivates sure. you to like work a little harder, do a little better at work, uh, crush that sales goal even more, or maybe you know stay an extra 15, 20 minutes in order to get something done that otherwise you might have like left undone. But the fact is that these experiments have taken place on a small scale. Individual companies uh, essentially uh, raising the pay of their employees to incentivize this behavior and to create a bond of loyalty that's really effective. Um, and I don't know whether this translates into 
to uh, a higher national minimum wage being the right response. But it oh, at least getting back to the political talk there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it at least works. Uh, it seems to work for a lot of companies implementing it on their own business level, right? Yeah, I mean, I also am unsure of the effectiveness if if this were a, a national thing, right? Because unfortunately, I think so much of how we view how we're doing is by looking at those around us. And if you are working harder yourself and you're able to manage higher pay, that's encouraging, right? Just like you said, it leads to higher you know retention, higher productivity. But like if everybody around you gets a, a pay bump, it's like okay, cool. Like certainly you did get more pay. But in relation to those around you, maybe even in relation to, to prices that might be rising, it may not feel as significant, right? Yeah, it may not have quite the same impact. Exactly, yeah. As well, uh, speaking of pay, CNBC just ran an article about a, a 35-year-old teacher who made $2 million writing resumes on Fiverr, which we're a fan of. Yeah. Man. Uh, this guy, his name's Richard Lambert. He was teaching English overseas uh, and then decided to make use of his background in resume writing on the side. Uh, so he made a, a Fiverr listing back in 2014 and then went full-time in 2016 because he was getting so much work. Just in those handful of years since then, he's made over $2 million. <laughs> so it just goes to show that you know over time, you're side hustle can truly provide some real income uh, and turn into something completely legit. Uh, sort of like how to money, although we have not made $2 million. No, at, no, we at, haven't. At least not yet. Richard, we're, we're trying though. We're yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we just want to be like Richard. Yeah. I mean, seriously, how cool is that? Um, so awesome. I get so much joy out of seeing someone's side hustle turn into their full-time thing because it's so darn successful. So um, th- those stories are always fun to read. I-, I heard something recently too, Matt, about not starting something unless you're willing to give it a solid go of at least five years. And I think there's so much truth to that right like uh, success doesn't happen overnight and you know richard saw this too a couple years he's like all right two years is is pretty quick to be able to make that your full-time gig oftentimes if you want to start a side hustle and you really really want it to be successful you got to commit for quite a while Um, if you give it six months or a year or two years even usually that's not enough time to build something that is going to allow you to escape your day job. But if you're passionate enough about it, I feel like for, for a lot of people, that five years is going to go by quick as you're building it up so that you can you know escape and go do that full time. I feel like that was something that was written by a boomer uh, <laughs> <laughs> versus like millennials and Gen Zers are like, dude, five years, that may as well be an eternity. Yeah. But I, I will agree with that. I mean, there's a good chance that it probably will take at least longer than you think it will. And so, yeah, you may not realize how close you are to actually turning a profit or realizing something that will completely change how you're able to, to do business, or right? Get, getting on Oprah's radar or something like that. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think your TikTok channel though, Matt, is going to take off way quicker than five years. I'm just waiting on you to, to join Clubhouse, so. <laughs> uh, which we haven't talked about, by the way. No, we haven't. I don't think we're going to do that. I, <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention real quick uh, a note on healthcare. Open enrollment uh, ended back in December, but Joe Biden signed an, an executive order which will fire things back up. Uh, open enrollment will begin this Monday, February 15th, uh, and end uh, three months later on May 15th. As millions of folks have lost their jobs due to COVID, that also means millions have also likely lost their health care since so many people get their health care through their employer. And so keep an eye out for that. If you are in that situation, just we, w- we want you to know that it's not a scam. You're used to seeing open enrollment typically towards the end of the year, but now you're seeing it at the beginning of the year. What's going on with that? It's legit. Uh, and so make sure that if you do have questions or you're looking for more information, even if you're looking to switch providers, that's something that you can do now. This is open to, to anybody who even now has a plan through the marketplace. Uh, you can actually switch plans as well. So head over to healthcare.com 
www.ncpa.gov for more information there. There you go. All right, let's quickly, Matt, before we end this episode, let's talk about Valentine's Day. It's coming up this weekend. That's right. And I kind of wanted to, to know, yeah, what's your take on Valentine's Day? And, and maybe do we have any like money-saving information for our listeners when it comes to uh, taking care of their significant other, showing them that they care this Valentine's Day? Well, what I think of uh, when it comes to Valentine's Day is up the street from us on the corner. Oftentimes, they set up these tents and there are these giant stuffed animals sitting in like these giant baskets and they're they're full of candy. They're wrapped in plastic. And I don't even want to know how much those things go for, (laughs) but I'm guessing they go for a lot of money because folks are like, oh, crap, it's Valentine's Day. (laughs) So they they pull over and they buy something. Uh, But that's the kind of Valentine's Day that you and I try to steer away from. Right. Like our family. It's not that I'm against love or or sharing that, you know, that I love my family with them. It's just the consumption associated with it. Right. And in particular, I think when it comes to like with kids. I, you know, they see those things on the side of the road or they, they see some of the different things that uh, is encouraged by our culture. And so I, you know, in my mind, I think what's important is that we make sure that we do something like something, you know, even if it's just sharing with them how much we love them, something mm-hmm. like that, even just like writing a letter like that only takes a few minutes sitting down. Uh, my kids love seeing cursive handwriting, <laughs> even though they can't really read it. Uh, and I have to, they're like, what's that letter? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's kind of that's how daddy writes cursive. <laughs> Um, but even something as small as that, totally free, but it still makes it clear that they're loved. And yeah, I think it's our responsibility, certainly, to make sure that we do that. Not necessarily to, to buy something way over the top as part of that consumption-fueled lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, and Valentine's Day, for, for Emily and I, we just have not really given it much thought over the years. We yeah. haven't done much for it. I try to get her flowers on the reg as opposed to getting her this like massive bouquet <laughs> like on, when they're, on one special day. When they're especially pricey, exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's another thing people need to know is that like sometimes going out to eat or getting flowers right now is going to cost, it's going to cost a whole lot more this weekend. It's going to come with a premium. And so maybe, yeah, write that sweet note and be like, we're going out to dinner uh, a week from now. <laughs> and or I'm two months from now yeah. when we don't have to worry about the masks yeah, as much. Exactly. And uh, Katie in our Facebook group mentioned getting 50 cent or $1 cards at Dollar Tree. Trader Joe's also, I mentioned this before on the show, has excellent cheap cards. There are just like so many ways to make your significant other feel special without dropping a ton of money on one day. You don't want to be the kind of person that like if you're used to celebrating it together, that lets Valentine's Day slip by completely and you're like, oh no, we just don't celebrate that anymore. Like, But like find a way to talk about it together and say, yeah. hey, like the way we've been doing it, uh, maybe it wasn't cost effective. Maybe we can create our own Valentine's Day tradition <laughs> that yeah. uh, it's like a picnic in the park or something like that. There's just, yeah, so many ways again to do it uh, for cheap or free. And I want to encourage people in that direction because yeah, you don't want to be the person buying the giant teddy bear because you forgot and there's this high expectation placed on a holiday where it's kind of manufactured in a way, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and it's just not it's not about the consumption of it. It's I mean, who actually sees that and and where they know that maybe their significant other put zero thought into it and actually is like, "Oh yeah, that's that's actually what I want." Right. Like, no, like what they want is the thought and the time and the effort, right, that goes into it. And so, yeah, I I think what we're encouraging folks to do is like, we don't want folks to be Grinches, right? And just to like shut it down. We'd rather see folks uh, take proactive steps uh, where, like you said, Joe, like they're kind of coming up with their own thing uh, and not just shutting it down. Because if you're just shutting it down, then it's like, well, what's what's going on here? Like, (laughs) are we on the rocks? Like, yeah, something feels weird. Right. Yeah. We don't want to cause you any uh, relationship harm here. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Don't don't send us emails if uh, (laughs) if you're like, Matt and Joel said, I don't need to buy this. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> if you screw up your relationship, that's on you. That's not on us. Okay. But there are ways to do it. Just know this. There are ways to do it where you're not spending too much money and you still show your your loved one, your partner, your kids that you care that you love them. That's so, right. All right. Well, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For folks that want show notes for this episode, well, you can go to howtomoney.com. We have links to some of those articles, some of those studies that we mentioned. That's right. And so we hope you have a great weekend, whether or not it does include any Valentine's Day plans. And we'll see you back here on Monday where we get to actually sit down and talk with Jacob Goldstein about his new book about money. About money. Big surprise. So money. meta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the, the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.